We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now we're talking about angels again. We're continuing on the subject. I want us to look today at angels as part of our deliverance. Now you might say, well, what in the world are you talking about? Angels as part of our deliverance. Actually, if we get into it, the Word of God will say some things about salvation because salvation is more than just being saved, you see. And angels are actually part of our deliverance, or we could say part of the salvation. It comes with the package, in other words. But you know, if you don't know that, then you wouldn't be able to believe for it. So that's why we're doing teaching on this. We want to talk about this. I want us to go, first of all, to the foundation scriptures. I'm sure you know where they are by now. The last verse in chapter 1 of Hebrews and down through three verses into chapter 2. Speaking of angels, he says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Well, that's for us, thank God. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, Now, we have just heard from verse 14 that the angels are all ministering spirits to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. So, they minister for us. Give more earnest heed to that. For if the word spoken by angels will steadfast in every transgression and disobedience receive a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Now, connect the two words, salvation, here in verse 14 and the one in verse 3. Heirs of salvation. Now, remember, the word salvation here is sozo. It does not just mean to be saved. It means deliverance, preservation, healing, and soundness. The idea incorporated in that word, that Greek word, is total and complete prosperity in the physical, spiritual and every other way that's involved in that. Now, notice verse 3, and we'll reiterate it because we've said it before, but it bears repeating. The question is asked, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? The salvation or the deliverance, let's call it deliverance for the sake of not getting it mixed up with actually being sins forgiven. Let's call it deliverance. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a deliverance that come by the ministry of angels? Now, God intended for us to be partakers of all the provisions that he made. With that in mind, let's go over into the Old Testament. And let me just remind you of the things that we've already studied there in 2 Kings, the 6th chapter, verse 17, where Elisha was surrounded by the enemy. And they've come to get him, you know, because somebody told them that this prophet over in Israel is telling the secrets that the king says in his bedchamber. So they're making plans for war, and every time they did, why, Israel would ambush them. And he said, now, who is for Israel? And one fellow that seemed to be just a little smarter than the others, to say the least, said, no, king said, it's not that some of us are for Israel. He said, there's a prophet of God over there. And said, this prophet even knows what you're saying in your bedchamber. And he's telling it all on us. So he said, well, (laughs) isn't this just like the devil now? He said, we will slip up on him and catch him. (laughs) Well, the thing that happened there was that as the enemy surrounded them, the servant of the prophet of God says, 
What are we going to do, Master? Oh, we are surrounded. He said, oh, there's more with us than he is with them. Now, he prayed, and the Lord opened his eyes, and he saw the horses and chariots of fire surrounded about Elisha. Now, that was supernatural deliverance. But now, let's connect this with something else here, and keep that in mind. Go to Second Kings, the second chapter, and we find something very interesting that we'll follow through into some other scriptures about these chariots of fire. Verse 11, And it came to pass, as they went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Or he went up by a cloud into heaven, whichever way you want to say it. There's a little footnote there that says storm cloud. It says whirlwind in the King James. Now notice here, again, it talks about horses and chariots of fire. Now there's something here that we need to take note of because it stretches out through the scriptures and I believe ties some things together that will help us understand part of the ministry of angels because they can take different forms. Angels have spiritual bodies. They do not have physical bodies. Angels can evidently appear in different forms. And here it talks of chariots and horses of fire around about Elisha. Now, evidently, this is a supernatural manifestation of angels of deliverance. Now, another scripture in Jeremiah, the fourth chapter, Verse 13, it talks about coming with chariots as a whirlwind. Now, connect this with Elijah was taken up in a whirlwind, and it was a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and he was taken up in a whirlwind. Then, if we would go further with this, we could go into Psalms, the 68th chapter. Verse 17, it says, The chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of angels. The Lord is among them, as in Sinai, in the holy place. Now, isn't that amazing? And in fact, it was interesting to me to find out that it says that God's chariots are 20,000 angels. He rides upon the chariots. In fact, we'll talk about some other scriptures here that shares with us and calls them the chariots of salvation. Now, as you connect all of these scriptures together, it begins to stretch a line through the scriptures that points out some things that agrees with what we've read here in Hebrews, the second chapter. In other words, God is trying to get over to us that the angels are all ministering spirits sent to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. Part of that salvation is deliverance by the ministry of angels. There's no doubt about it from all that it says here. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which in this instance is referring to deliverance, that comes by the ministry of angels. See, the context of this Hebrews chapter 2 is specifically talking about that, not referring to being saved. It's referring to deliverance, preservation, healing, soundness. It's deliverance that can come by the ministry of angels. How shall we escape if we neglect it? Now, there's a lot of people throughout this world that are neglecting part of what God has made available to us. Angels are available to us in this earth today. They'll minister for us if we will cooperate with them and if we'll do what the Bible says to do. But it's not going to happen, as I've said, just because the promise is in the Bible or these things are in the Bible. We have to get hold of what God says to do about it. 
and follow the pattern that we find in the Scriptures. We find that the people that were ministered to in the Scriptures were not under pressure for his in doubt or unbelief, but they just simply believed God for deliverance, such as Elisha when he said, Why, there's more with us than he is with them. It's not a time to get all upset and disturbed when things seem like they're not going our way. We have supernatural deliverance. How shall we escape if we neglect the great deliverance that God has given to us through these supernatural beings? Now, I remember when I first started teaching on this subject, the first seminar that I taught on angels, I was in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And as I was ministering that night, the Spirit of God began to say some things through prophecy. As I had sort of finished the service, I suppose, and was sharing things about angels and how that they would work for us today and how that we could get them involved by speaking the Word of God and speaking in agreement with what God said, well, the spirit of prophecy came upon me, and I began to prophesy some things from the Spirit of God that said that the angels were gathered now, watching and listening and waiting for them to be loosed in the earth by the knowledge of their supernatural ministry being spread abroad upon the earth. Because, you see, it's hard for people. You can't believe for something that you don't know about. And as this prophecy was going forth, I don't remember all that it said now. I just remember that it did talk about the angels were gathered around and that they were watching and listening expectantly, waiting till the time that they could come forth in the last day ministry that they have in this earth. And my daughter, Annette, was there in that meeting and had her eyes closed and worshiping the Lord as the Spirit of God was saying this. She began to see what I was saying. She saw it right before her. And she said it looked as though there was angels all around, like the balcony, and they were looking over this balcony there, and not especially in heaven, but up somewhere above the earth, I guess, and looking out, and he said they were all clapping their hands and shouting and saying, now our ministry, now our ministry is being released in the earth. Now, as the word goes forth, people will believe, and we'll be able to do the things that we're set forth to do in the earth. And these days will open to us and we'll be able to minister as God has directed us. Well, you see, God intends for angels to minister for us. It's very vivid in the Scriptures as we study these things that it's still a valid ministry today. But we're going to have to teach people about it. They have to know about it. It's just like salvation. It's like the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's like anything else. If you don't know about it, then you're not going to believe in it. And you're not going to have any manifestation of it. I know that in your church services, if you preach on salvation, if you preach on being born again, you're going to get people born again. If you preach on divine healing, you'll get people healed. But then right on the other hand, if you don't preach on it, you're probably not going to have any manifestation of healing in your services. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that all of this week we have a CD offer number 7248. It's entitled, How to Win Battles, Be Successful, and Influence Angels. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. Did you know that angels will get out and work for you on business deals if you'll keep God's Word in your mouth? God has given them authority on the earth to do 
what comes out of our mouth. Let me read you the scripture in Psalms 103, verse 19, 20. It said, The Lord prepared his throne in the heavens, but his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Now notice, the angels hearken to the voice of God's word. They excel in strength. They can do whatever needs to be done, but they hearken to the voice of God's word. Now let me ask you, if they listen to you daily, would they hear you giving voice to God's word? Or would they hear you giving voice to the devil's word? When you're talking against God's word, you're talking the devil's language. And you'll attract his attention and he'll get right in there with you and help you do it more. But now, you win battles and influence angels by keeping God's word in your mouth. That's the way Jesus overcame the world, the flesh, and the devil. He said, it is written, it is written, it is written. He just kept talking about what was written in the word of God. And if you keep that word in your mouth... You'll give angels assignment. They're listening to hear what you're saying. If what you say agrees with the Word of God and His promises, they have an assignment. Be careful what you utter in the presence of angels. That's offer number 7248, How to Win Battles, Be Successful, Influence Angels. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. Total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, one eight seven seven three nine six ninety four hundred. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call one eight seven seven three nine six ninety four hundred or write Charles Caps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.